All right, welcome back to the Kadash Podcast. This is your host, Joshua. And today, uh, we're not going to have any prayer, but um, (laughs) I'm going to see if I can give my testimony um, just because I feel I've been feeling led to for quite some time, and the Lord's been kind of pressing me to do so. Um, I just, it just includes another person um, towards the end of my life, and I really don't want to come off hateful at all whatsoever and i really hope i don't and i and know that i am not if it seems so um and that's the one reason why i didn't want to but i feel today i was reading i was in the book of acts in my morning reading and i was in acts 22 and it's and paul's giving his testimony and um and i felt the lord really kind of compel me into doing the same and uh yeah here so here we are and you know, I guess this is um, something that, hold on, yeah, yeah, sorry, um, something that he wants me to do, so I'm going to go ahead and try to do this the best that I can, but I just want people to know because I feel like, I don't know, like, I love Jesus, um, he's delivered me from so much, and, um, you know, I want to give context to why and how, you know, I got to this point, and I guess, in my life. Um, yeah, so we're going to jump straight in. I'm going to start from the very beginning. So I was maybe five, six, seven, eight, somewhere around there. We were already in Victoria, and, and I've, so I've lived in Victoria since I was in third grade. Um, I was born in uh, Keller, Texas, up by Fort Worth and by Dallas, which is hopefully where I'm going to end up at the end of my life. I really hope so, because there's, that's where my favorite church is, and, and you know they have like these long church services, and they have like the prayer room, which is open you know pretty much all the time. So um, and I love it. I love, I love the Lord, and I love His presence. I love being with Him. I love being near. I love being close. I love, it's just, it's my delight. It is my delight. I don't see myself falling away from this point, but who knows? But I just don't see myself going back. <laughs> so, um, but so whenever I was five, six or seven or eight, somewhere around there, I was, we were in Victoria and um, I remember we were in our, our very first house, the house that I could remember. I think it was our first house. Well, first, we lived in a mobile home, right? Is what we've lived in our whole life. That's what I've grown up in. That's what I've been in. Because um, my parents, um, I don't know, they weren't really, I wouldn't say poor because my dad was always working. My mom was always working. Um, so hold on. So going back to the very beginning, so I'm, a, I'm an only child. My Both of my parents could not conceive. They were both infertile. I was an answered prayer. It took them like 10 years to get pregnant. My, all my cousins that are, you should be, I should be their age or like in their, you know, in their like 40s and and 50s or, or, you know, in their 40s or late 40s. I should say, I actually have a cousin that's closer to me in age um, than I do a a cousin, one of my cousin's kids that's closer to me in age than my cousin because I think my cousin just turned 40 this year and her daughter is closer to my age than she is. But, um, so going back to that five, six, seven, eight. So I had an encounter with the devil and this is this sounds crazy. So I've had massive in you know things going on in my life for quite some time. But I had this encounter with the devil in my bed where 
I had this dream and I was, it was just complete darkness. I don't know if you've ever had, um, what do they call it? Sleep paralysis, but I was in sleep paralysis and this evil voice just said, you are mine. You are mine. And I was in sleep paralysis. And all I remember, it was like, it was like that, that and this evil voice. It was like the whole dream was, it seemed like the whole dream was just that. And I was in this sleep paralysis. I was trying to move. I was trying so hard to move my body and to get up and to wake up. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but I was in one of the most intense sleep paralysis. And um, so much so that when I woke up, I, f I flew off the bed. I flung myself off the bed. Like I was in sleep and I was, trying to, I was trying so hard to move that I ended up flying off the bed. Ran to my parents' room. I don't know if I told them or not, but supposedly now that I told my mom recently, she said that she used to have dreams like this as well. But so, and, and so now looking back at my life, the Lord has revealed to me so much of why I did what I did and who I was and why I was this person. So, which is the revelation that I have now. But um, yeah, so I, that was my first encounter with, with the enemy. And then my life, right, as an only child and my parents always working, it, you know, we have this thing inside of us that the Lord put there that we desire to be loved. We desire to be loved. It's in there. I know that it's there. It's in every person, whether you believe it or not. We desire to love and be loved because it's who we are, right? God is love. We were created in his image. Um, and and I, all throughout my teenage and high school years, I always, we always seek to be loved. We want to be liked. We want to relate to people. We want to laugh and have fun and delight, have a delight, right? I made bad friends very quickly, and um, I got involved in drugs at a young age. I think I was in, I knew about it in elementary, and um, I knew, and, and I had learned even about the context of sex when I was probably in third grade because of kids. I had bad friends, and you know, whatever, but um, I had gotten involved in drugs when I was in middle school. And just because it was how I could relate to people and how I could, um, how I could be loved and love. So I got involved in, in not any, you know, I wouldn't say hardcore because I mean, some of the stuff was different, but it, it, you know, we could go on a list, but, um, but I was involved in, in mainly, mainly weed. I would say that was a bulk of my, you know, um, my teenage life. And um, because it was, it was how we related. It was how, you know, we we communed together. How we built relationships around this thing, right? And I was loved, and I was being loved, and and stuff and whatnot. And that was a bulk of it, right? So, going towards the end of my years, I had met, which is now my ex-wife, when I was nineteen years old, and. Um, and we were drinking, we were partying and stuff and whatnot. That's what was going on around then. I loved, I had been to church throughout my life, um, but I was never introduced into what I have been now and what is coming up lately. Um, but, um, sorry, I'm trying to see where I'm going with this. So, so yeah, so I had met her and, and um, you know, I, towards the, the my teenage, end of my teenage years, I was more, you know, um, Going to church, of course, I was still sinning 1,000% because I had had, you know, 
relations prior to marriage. Um, and then, you know, we had met and, you know, things started to get serious. I, you know, really liked her. I had never really had a long, I had maybe had two relationships, you know, prior to her my whole life. Like I wasn't into girls. I was into drugs. I was into, you know, um, that was where, that was my life. I wasn't one of those guys that loved girls. It, it was just, it was okay. You know, like it was, I wasn't like one of those who longed to have a girlfriend all the time. Um, but, um, but yeah, I had met her and, and things started to get serious. So I, I, you know, I always knew about church and I always saw myself in the future, like, you know, being with someone and going to church and kind of get, you know, pushing this life behind and moving on with what was next. And, um, you know, she had mentioned, you know, oh, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't go to church and I don't know what parents, what church my parents would go to. But, um, so, you know, okay. Then, so we got engaged. Um, because like I said, I loved her and we had a good relationship. It was my first really long-term relationship. And, uh, the first time that, and it goes back to this seeking to love and be loved, right? This is this thing that's placed inside of us. It was ultimately created for God. I think Paul had that figured out whenever he says that I, you know, wish that you were as I am. And then he talks about, you know, marriage, li living as though you're unmarried because of divided devotion to the Lord and, um, and stuff and whatnot, because, you know, um, you're worried about pleasing your wife and worldly things and women are worried about pleasing their husband and worldly things. You know, if they're not ultimately what he's saying is if you're not ultimately have your divided devotion to the Lord. But um, so, yeah, so we got married. We had a kid and then um, we were pregnant in that engagement season. We had gotten pregnant. Um, it happened like super fast. Um, and then uh, we had gotten married and then we had our first son, like four months after we had gotten married. And, um, but yeah, prior to that, I found out it came to the light that she was Mormon. And, and, you know, I don't know if you know the depths of that, but it's, it's completely non-biblical, completely different. It's their beliefs are, or it's not based on the Bible. It's based on their book of Mormon that was brought to them by this guy named Joseph Smith, which, believed that you know all these crazy things that he could become a god but either way but it was it was completely separate we we went to church separately and i had so prior to this i had given up prior to us getting married i had given up drugs completely given them up i threw it away was done with that life um you know because we were going to have a kid so i took responsibility for that i i you know pulled my pants up decided to become a man and do what was right but um but yeah, so this tore me up because I was like, okay, I did away with this. I started going to church often. You know, I think I started going every every week, and um, and it was just me and me and my my uh, my oldest now, Jaden. It was just me and him going to church and my parents. And uh, you know, I remember dropping him off, and 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 then I would drop go and drop him off with her, and she would go to church, and it was it tore me to pieces. Um, because it's not how I saw my life. So I didn't know this, but throughout my whole marriage, I was depressed. Um, I was happy somehow, but I was depressed. Um, it was always on my mind about, man, this is my life. This is going to be the rest of my life. You know, and I tried to, I, I loved her with the utmost of, of what I could uh, possibly trying to give her all the things that I could possibly give her, um, you know, the things that she desired. And um, it just was, it was never enough. And I felt like I was always asking, 
you know, do you love me? Do you love me? And, and, and I never ultimately felt loved. And then I was depressed because we weren't communing with God together. I wasn't growing. And throughout this time I had had uh, later on, I had had encounters with the Lord where, um, you know, I felt like the enemy and the Lord were really tugging back and forth at me. And I had, I remember I had an encounter with the Lord. So my first, my, my second, my first encounter with the Lord was when I was in, in church, I remember I was like 18 or 19 years old and I was up in the stands and this guy on stage is singing. Um, oh my goodness. I have to remember the name of the song. It was um, I Surrender by Hillsong and it destroyed me in the stands. I was crying. I was weeping. You need to listen to that song, Hillsong, I Surrender. And I was just, I was getting wrecked by the Lord in the stands. And from there, I started to encounter the Lord. I remember one time I was in, in my car listening to worship music and I felt his hands on my face. My face was tingling as if hands were on my face. But, um, but yeah, going back to the marriage, like it, it, it was, it tore me up. And I remember just praying every single day. I would bang on my stereo wheel, crying, Lord, open her eyes, open her heart, et cetera. Right. And, and all this while I'm trying, you know, to find love. And, and, and then I get, um, all through this, this as well, I'm dealing with like sexual immorality and trying to find love because I desire love. I'm seeking it through all these places. And, and, you know, I eventually get addicted to, to video games and, and I'm, cause they love me and they desire me and they want me cause I was good at them. And then I, now I'm recognizing, you know, this, you know, now looking back then, but I long to be loved and I long to love. I was able to love people by helping them and serving them in this game. And then they loved me because they wanted me on their team, you know? Um, so it's just, it's this longing for love and, and, um, and because I, I wasn't getting it from her, it wasn't communion with the Lord. And of course, you can see all these things as I'm telling you these things. And um, it just it was I was depressed. I was looking for love. And um, and I was having encounters with the Lord through worship a lot. I really never I read I had read my Bible, but it really is had never hit me until I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, where now I'm like the Bible is wrecking me and I'm like feeling the Bible. It's not even reading. It's I'm, I'm I feel it in my spirit when I read the Bible and it it wrecks me and uh, it, it compels me to talk about it, which is what I do with this podcast. But um, so, uh, yeah, so my, we're married for for nine years. Of course, we um, end up getting divorced through infidelity. I found out, you know, find out that, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to go into depth with that, but. Um, but yeah, I offer, you know, forgiveness and I'm trying, but, but either way, let's go back a little bit further. So I'm sorry, I'm jumping all around all over the place, but, but, um, you know, I'm competing and comparing myself to her sister's husband, which is, he's a nurse and all these things. And, you know, she wants a house and I'm trying to like, I'm over here, like sacrificing and packing my lunch and all this stuff throughout while we're, uh, while I'm working and trying to save up money to do this for her, because this is what's going to make her happy. And I'm trying to you know, do these things to make her happy. And, and, and it's never enough. And it's always more and this and that. And, you know, and then she wants to go out and eat, but I'm trying to, you know, and go on these in dates. And we didn't do that as often as I would have liked to, but I always felt like I, I was being compared to him. And I needed to provide this house for her, which I was saving up for. And I had saved a lot before he, we had gotten divorced, which, you know, I ended up with like maybe a quarter of it after it's all said and done. But, um, but yeah, we, um, you know, I'm, 
depressed because my life isn't the way that I saw it. And I'm trying to, you know, to please her with all these things and it's not working. And I'm always questioning, like, do you love me? And do you love me? I'm never feeling loved. I'm drowning myself in all these other things, trying to feel loved and love all while God is, is wooing me. He's wooing me. And, and uh, with these every so often occasional encounters, right? So, um, yeah, so infidelity happens and, and, you know, she, you know, wants to get a divorce. So, you know, we go through that. Of course, we have Alex, our second child, um, two years after Jaden. And so we have two boys. But, um, you know, I remember this um, so vividly. Um, you know, all this was taking place while ba baseball season. This was before COVID. So this was, you know, now two and a half or so years ago. And, um, and baseball season is happening and I'm by myself and she's gone and I'm, you know, having to cook for the boys and clean and, and do laundry and, you know, take them to baseball practices. And they were on two separate fields. And I remember this, this season of just this torment by the enemy. And this was the most transformational season of my life this year where the enemy was pulling me and God was trying to pull me as well. And I was having massive encounters with the Lord and massive encounters with the enemy um, through even physical things. Um, but at the beginning throughout this process, it's tough. I'm like going through it. I cannot, I, I'm, I'm barely sleeping. I'm, you know, struggling with this, trying to, to get her, her, you know, making, you know, dinner, leaving it in the, the microwave for it and saying, Hey, you know, you know, it's here and this and that, and all while struggling and trying to understand what's going on with her. And I'm not getting any type of, um, understanding and uh, trying to figure this out for the boys. And, and just because even though it was a bad relationship and I never felt loved, it was still a marriage and it was still, I was thinking about the boys and, you know, what's going to happen? How are they going to feel? And, 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 uh, you know, all while I'm taking and I remember just like dry coughing, like I needed to throw up so often. And I, I remember when I first found out about it, I, I had this massive panic attack, like, like, you know, can't barely breathe. And I feel like I'm about to pass out. And, 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 uh, when I had first found out and yeah, but so going on to this, um, just this whole, this couple of months, it was in January, these couple of months of just torment of, um, no sleep and this feeling like I'm going to throw up all the time. And then I had went into this point where the roughest time happened and I did not eat or sleep for three days. And it was just, all I could do was sit alone, sit there and just be, I was just being tormented. But I would get these daily through the Bible app. I would get these daily verses and they would, they were, they would, hit my soul and my spirit like oh i could i can't explain it like a they would hit like a like a, two cars going 100 miles an hour against each other they would hit me and they would speak something to me during those 3 days i ended up in the hospital at the last um, day in the er and i was like i can't do this you know uh, my parents took me to the er and um I, my organs were hurting i hadn't slept and um you know they wanted to um put me on all these pills and I took what they had took at the beginning, but they had suggested me to go to this council. I didn't do none of that stuff. I, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. You know, I was encountering the Lord. My dad told me to read the book of Proverbs. I was reading the book of Proverbs and it was like this well 
that was being produced in my life. But so after that, and I'm jumping around all over the place, I'm going to miss some things because I'm trying to finish this within 30 minutes. Um, and I know that I may have to make a part two. I may have to. Um, but um, then throughout this time as well, I would, as I was trying to be loved, I was big into bodybuilding. And I had got, I think it was through depression and through me trying, um, oh, pro-hormones back in the day, trying to get bigger to be loved. And uh, I had ended up having to get on testosterone shots because my levels were so low. I was passing out at 5 o'clock in the afternoon um, asleep. And then I ended up finding out I had low T, um, low testosterone, that of like an 80-year-old man. So I was having to inject myself with testosterone, which is messing with me as well. Um, and I was on that all throughout until up before our marriage where I quit cold turkey and then the Lord healed me of it. Now where I'm not falling asleep like that, I'm fine. I'm, I'm a normal human being now, but through the Lord, 100%. But, um, you know, I wanted to put that in there too as well because, you know, the desire to be loved and love and be loved. Oh my goodness, this desire that I had deep within me of just, oh, wanting to grip to something. But, um, so where was I at? Um, yeah, so after those three days, I had this encounter with the Lord through a vision or a dream where I was in this well. and this deep, deep well, deep well. And I was at the bottom and it was so dark and the Lord reached down and grabbed me and pulled me up. And then he set me on the ground and it was beautiful. Like it was almost like, like what I could, would imagine the new earth to be this beautiful sun, the, the clouds in the blue sky and the grass was so vividly green. The trees were green and the birds were chirping. It was the most beautiful scene I could ever see. Um, and, and I encountered the Lord and and the enemy's struggling with me, and then he sends this girl in my life, like after everything is said and done, you know, maybe like six or seven months later after, you know, I had found out everything, and we kind of went through that season of this depression, deep depression and all this, and uh, and I get entangled with that, and it's the enemy sending this, and and and, and that, you know, went on for about two months, and um, then um, what happened after that? And, and it was a relationship. Like I thought, I thought it was sent by God. I thought it was, but it, it ended up not being. It was. Um, we ended up, you know, out of respect um, for just what was going on. I I cut that off and I severed it. And I was like, I'm not doing this again. And then then I encountered the Lord again. And uh, you know, it was just just this struggle and this pulling of back and forth um, between the enemy and the Lord that year. And then the Lord after that. After me finally saying no, like like in this desire to love and be loved, I'm going to put it in God. It wasn't until then that I finally found peace and joy to where, okay, now all this is behind me. And, and after that, I started to give myself over. I had read this book um, that one of my pastors had given me called, um, it was like The Wilderness. It was something about The Wilderness. I think I still have a picture of it, but it was the very first book that I actually read and received something out of. Um, I want to see if I still have a picture of it real quick. And let's see, hopefully the Lord just like locks my eyes on it right now. Um, and um, it was like the desert, desert experience. Ooh, that's what it was called. That's what it was called, I believe. The desert experience. Um, 
and I read that, and then I start diving into my Bible, and I start encountering the Lord through the Bible, and I started reading books, and now I've read so many books. I don't know. I read about pretty much like a book a month. Um, I have been since that, you know, two-year-ago mark probably. Probably now it's about two years ago after all, everything had happened. But um, but yeah, and, and all throughout this time, so I had encountered this church also as well um, a few years back called Upper Room, and I had never seen a body of people that loved the Lord the way that these people loved the Lord. It was radical. It as a, as a normal Christian or as a I'd say Christian as a as somebody would say, you know. And and I started to encounter the Lord through their worship, and then I started watching their sermons, and I started encountering the Lord through what, what they would speak. It was so passionate and so real, and it would touch my spirit. And um. And yeah, I started following them. I would listen to their music, and I would just jam out and worship. And uh, and while I would while and and I would work out still, and uh, I would still listen to because I was big in like heavy metal and you know like Hate Breed and um, Kill Switch Engage and all these different groups and stuff and whatnot. I wasn't really like a rap kind of guy. Of course, I was when I was in high school, but um, not now. But um, but yeah, so I would um, I would encounter the Lord through this church called Upper Room a few years back. Um, now maybe two, th- four, about four or five years ago, maybe 2017, something like that. Um, through their their song called "Defender" by this girl named Abby, and she had such a heart for the Lord, and it compelled me to have a heart like that. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like I'm beholding this girl, and she's like, she's like loving Jesus, and I'm like, this is like a love I've never seen before. She's just like pouring her heart out before the Lord, and uh, and and the, the, that song "Defender" wrecked the crud out of me when she sang it and um and ever since then i got i got addicted to praise and worship and singing and of course i can't sing but i i grew a love for singing to the lord and um so yeah so i would do that and um and 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 then i started to give myself over to that and and um then so so after we we had gotten divorced and everything, after I went through that, it was just me and 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 uh, you know, I'd get the boys every other week is what I get them now, and and I would start you know diving deep. I grew like this hunger, and the Lord would speak to me. And so for the first thing He did, um, after all this happened, is He removed all other music from my life. He said, "This is what He said to me. He spoke this into my spirit. Um, I created your breath. I created." Your mouth and your lips um he said to praise me anything does that does not lift me up lifts the enemy up so from then i got convicted i no longer me personally i no longer i gave up all other music and i just listened to worship music um so then a year after that so okay so in between that i grew like this desire i would watch sermons I'd be reading my Bible, I'd watch sermons, and I'd just be taking all this stuff in. Um, you know, I'd be watching sermons all week long. I'd be listening to podcasts and about Jesus and the Bible and stuff and whatnot. And um, and I just kept doing it over and over and over again. Um, so I'm going to hold on. I'm going to end this here, and then I'm going to start this on the next one just to be on the safe side, okay?